Hi there, and a very warm welcome to the Short Stay Virtual Summit. My guest today is Naeem Anis Payman from Zivu. Now, Zivu is an award-winning property management system and channel manager. Naeem, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to come and chat to us. I'm really looking forward to hearing what's going on in, in the world of Zivu. So give us a bit of an idea of what Zivu do and, and a little bit about you and your background. Sure. Um, so basically, we've set up um, Zivu to help hospitality providers around the world to deliver a better experience to their guests. Um, and one of the ways that that can be achieved is, of course, through automation using um, cutting-edge software. But we're also there to provide um, training and outstanding support. And not only training uh, for Zebu itself, but industry-wide training um, through the Zebu Academy. Great stuff. And how did you get into this industry? Did you start as a provider or did you just start from the tech side of things and go for the business from that perspective? Um, yeah, no, so I, I started off by running a property management company. And then as that was growing, uh, we faced various operational issues, marketing issues, financial um, management issues, um, which basically led to Zebu to be born. Excellent stuff. I love speaking to people whose businesses are really born out of providing a solution for, for, their, for everything that's going on in front of them because you're sort of building it in as the business evolves, you're building the, the, the solution and it evolves with the business, which I, it's just absolutely great. Really, really cool. So tell us about what sort of trends you've seen over this unusual <laughs> year through the short stay industry. Um, I well, I guess the main trend that we saw was bookings dying off for a lot of people, and um, providers having to pivot to see how they would uh, make ends meet um, yeah. through this difficult time. Yeah. So uh, we saw a shift towards um, sort of midterm slash more long-term bookings, so monthly lets, trying to cover costs, especially a lot of our um, partners who have mortgages to pay or rents to pay if they're doing an arbitrage or rent to rent, as we call it in the UK. Um, so there was basically loss cutting strategies put in place. Um, and a lot of the OTAs, let's not forget, actually ended up blocking calendars, um, even when government regulations would not have forced them to, but lacking the tech to be able to adhere to government guidelines, they decided to just shut things down. And um, here we left our dear partners, um, hosts who had uh, lost their main source of uh, bookings in many cases um, and had perhaps previously done some baby steps in trying to get more direct bookings. But we saw a huge influx of people who had not taken those baby steps and did not have a website and had you know, no clue around how they could actually um, handle direct bookings or market their, their properties outside of Airbnb and VRBO and Booking.com and so on. Um, so uh, we, we did see a trend start there. Now, I guess the question is, how is that trend continuing? Yeah, quite. Yeah, because that was such an unusual time, wasn't it? And as you say, it was down to the, the sort of tech issue that they just, the listing sites just couldn't force some people to close and other places not to close. It was just a blanket. Nope, you're not taking any bookings anymore. So this is, this is where we start to see how important te technology is in our businesses. So without that website, how, how were people going to take bookings? And I guess that's where, yeah, the direct booking 
revolution really started and we were chatting before we started recording is that actually going to continue what is your feeling with that um as i mentioned in the short stay show just as the pandemic was hitting the uk it was about uh, it was mid mid march 2020 yeah. um <laughs> i was asked uh, what i thought about how we would adapt and how quickly things would recover and so on. Um, and I recall saying that uh, humans are very quick to forget. And I think uh, we can start to see an inkling of that already happening. This, you know, just a year after the, the heyday of the, of the um, issues that people experience and having empty properties sitting there. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to have the foresight that history repeats and there's nothing to say that we couldn't have another wave of COVID or we couldn't have another um, pandemic or some other catastrophe or whatever where you get another wake up call that actually you need to make sure you're in charge of your own business and you can control as many of the moving parts as possible, which is not always the case when you're working with part third party websites. Yeah, so, really, um, really good point. And, you know, as lucky as we are to now have uh, the traffic and the bookings flowing to our properties um, through all these sites, let's not forget that we should really be um, preparing for a potential other a similar situation. Um, and let's not forget that even if there is no other similar situation, the points still stand that, you know, it would be good to be in control of your own business. And it would be good to keep that extra commission in your pocket to be able to vet your guests, to be able to prevent the parties and so on. Yeah, most definitely. And that, that's the, the power of being able to have your, your own website and, as you say, bring in those direct bookings because if there's the OTAs out there, the listing sites are out there and we're connected to them, but we don't want to be 100% reliant on those. There needs to be some level of, of influence of our own on our own businesses. And that's where the listing, the, our own websites and the technology behind them really, really comes in. And I know that what Zivu actually does is, is help build out those processes in the background. So, so how important would you say technology is as we begin to, to master our own marketing? Um, I think one of the problems that we have is as hosts, we've got used to um, enjoying the plug and play experience that Airbnb provides, for example. So you go, you upload your, um, details on the website and the bookings come through, they take care of the payments and there you are, things usually run fine until you have an issue and then you, if you have an issue, then you might get a bit upset, might get on the phone, not get a customer service representative, solve your issue and get all frustrated and so But that, you know, that plug and play experience is still there and we expect to see that for direct bookings too. Yeah. Um, and as much as we've tried at Zibu to build tools to allow that flow to happen, um, we can't automate the bookings coming to you. <laughs> so, um, you know, the marketing is not a plug and play solution and every business will, owner will know that, that, you know, one of the main things a business owner should be doing is focusing on getting um, the marketing going and ensuring that there's a flow of customers coming through. And that requires tools, but it also requires time and uh, input and experience from uh, the business owner or the, the other staff working for the hosts. Um, so, Yes, technology is one aspect which a lot of businesses lack. 
so now, for example, we have technology which we're providing for free for everyone who want, anyone who wants a website for direct bookings. Uh, but what I would say is don't expect for that to, to work miracles. That's only the starting point. You still need to put in the effort um, to get it to work. And while it's not the easy uh, way or the, uh, the path of least resistance, um, it, I believe it is in the long term the most uh, fruitful way of growing your business. So it's never too early to start. Yeah, really, really good points. And looking at that, so, so say if we look at the point where you, you've got your website in place, you've started to realize, actually, this is something I need to, to take a hold of. But as you say, it's not just going to happen. People aren't just going to accidentally stumble on that, that website very rarely, certainly when you first get going. So where, where do you, would you say that, that people new to, to marketing on their own should be really focusing their efforts? in in the industry as we see it today i mean you have to sort of look at it as a, a survival pyramid you have to get the basics done and then you keep going up right so i don't know what the various stages would be exactly but um the idea is that you first need to have a website so if you have someone who's interested you can tell them click on here you can place a booking um and you know that's it. You'll see the price in real time. You'll see the availability and you can get booked in. So for, to me, that's sort of separate. So for that, you need pictures, you need description, and you need a system that'll give you a uh, booking engine um, with uh, the ability to place a direct booking. Then um, if you go one step up from that, there's the idea of having a website, you know, with your own branding. So then you need a logo, you need a bit of a blurb about us or something like that. Um, and uh, you probably need a custom domain for it, um, although you could use a subdomain. Uh, in many cases, providers um, have that as an option as well. Um, and so that becomes your having a website, not just a booking engine. Uh, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, the technology providers that give booking engines don't enable you to have a website. So you need to have a booking engine and a separate website. Um, and then you need to manage content on two systems. Um, which becomes a bit of a hassle <laughs> um, and not ideal in terms of search engine optimization and so on and so forth. Uh, so then once you have the website, you need to start driving traffic to the website, right? And that's where the challenge really starts. Um, and that's where the input is needed. What we've done to help with that, but not to solve the problem fully, is we've launched Cebu Direct, which is, uh, if you want an OTA, a centralized booking platform um, where guests can book directly with hosts. So anyone who's on Zivu, either as an evangelist on the free plan or as a premium patron um, user, can push their properties and get bookings through there. And we are actually just going through a certification process with Google Hotel Ads, where we will distribute um, the availability from Zivu Direct um, to Google to bring more traffic in. That is really cool to hear. I love that idea. So in terms of having that website in place, really then you've managed to get people onto the website and you want to ensure that there's such a smooth follow-up as you, you mentioned on the OTAs, that plug and play from our perspective as hosts is also the same on the guest side. So it's super easy for them to make a booking. So how would that translate onto our own websites? What do we need to have in place? So once someone lands on your website, you really want to make sure that they can book in as few clicks as possible. Um, and you can uh, make them feel that you're a trustworthy provider um, and that they'll be in safe hands. 
So of course, everything around your branding is important. Um, your the looks of the website are important. The speed at which it responds is important. Um, the search functionality, having centralized search functionality, is important. Having live rates and availability, so it's not an inquiry-based system. Um, and then once they get to actually click the reserve button, you have to make sure not to put them off by asking too much information. So one of the things we do, for example, is by default, we only ask for a first name, a last name, and an email address, and that's it. We don't even force them to go through payment. And what does that, that does is basically it turns your website into part of the marketing funnel where you're capturing data. Um, so it does not mean that you necessarily have 100% confirmed booking, but it means that you don't have cart abandonment without being able to engage with the person who's trying to place the booking. So if you've got their contact details and you can also ask for their phone number if you want this part of that process, um, then at least you can follow up if they don't go through the rest of the steps um, in the booking confirmation process that we send them via an email and automated text message right after they click on reserve. Um, you then already have something in your hand where you can follow up and nurture that relationship with the guest. You know, maybe they've decided they don't want to book that specific time, but then um, they can be part of your marketing database and they might come back in the future and book another one of your properties. That is really good because what if you if we're thinking about the OTAs and we we land on an OTA or a listing site as as we said from from their side there is just every barrier is removed so that's really clever that you've emulated been able to emulate that and and for us and everybody listening to be able to to see actually that's that is what is required it's removing those barriers and just making things so simple so they're not thinking i've got to put all this information in to get what i want which is an instant result so take that out follow up later so just to recap on what we've looked at when we're looking at the moves towards direct bookings, really it's remembering what happened with the OTAs because it might be nice now, things might be spilling in now, and we might be able to just leave things listed and, and really not think too much. But actually, now is the time to be making sure we've got that website, we've got the follow-up, it's easy to book, and to keep topping up, bringing people onto the website. Is that a fair overview of what needs to be happening right now? We can't forget. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say make use of the opportunity of having your properties full and don't get sidetracked into thinking that um, that means that you no longer have a problem to solve. Yeah, you can take, you take your eye off the ball, but actually you've got more time right now because things are full, so... Yeah, we've this sort of moved one, one scale up the pyramid. You know, we've got full properties, but now we need to think how can we keep going and, and moving further up. Yeah, great. Because as great you were saying, you know, that bar the barriers, um, the OTA itself is really a barrier between you and your guests, right? So the, the more you can remove barriers overall in your business, the better experience you can deliver um, the service that you're providing to your end customer. Yeah, that is such a good point. You're absolutely right. I hadn't even thought of the listing sites in terms of them being a barrier as well, but but truly they are actually a barrier to, to you being able to deliver the brilliant experience that you want your guests to deliver because they do make it as difficult as possible, which mm. makes sense from their perspective, but not so much from, from our perspective. So amazing point to, to sort of come to a close on there. Brilliant. Thank you so much for walking us through that. And I think it's a really, really good reminder that now's the time to, to keep plugging away, to, to not forget about direct bookings and to, to really get everything in place. So thank you for that. Before we 
do go and I'll ask about how people can get in touch with you if they'd, they'd like to get involved and find out a little bit more. Where do you think the future of our industry is, is headed? I know that's a difficult question with the last year that we've had, but, but based on what you're seeing, what, what do you think? I mean, it depends from what facet you want to view it, right? It's heading in so many directions from various points of view. It's a very good point. Um, I think one thing that in the long term, you know, sort of maybe, I don't, I don't know how many years, 10 years, 20 years, five years, God knows, um, we will see is, uh, is a blending of um, different types of accommodation providers. So I don't think we'll have as clear cut a, dif- a distinction between, um, you know, a hotel and a part hotel or a residential flat. Um, so even if, you know, hotels might still be slightly different in that it's more of an all inclusive service where you have, um, I don't know, certain benefits like food. Uh, I think with a technology um, that can be developed over the coming years, um, those distinctions will start to be reduced more and more. I mean, you could easily imagine going into an apartment and having uh, on your app that you've checked in a preset menu um, ordered so that it coincides with the time that you reach the apartment, right? Right. So you could, even if you really wanted the hotel experience, hiring a butler for an hour, who'll take care of the washing the dishes once you're done or something. You know, I don't know what it'll look like, but I think that more and more we'll see um, a trend of um, specialization of services that people are offering and an expansion of the, the market they're catering to. So we've already seen that with sort of food delivery services and you know service apartments specializing in providing the actual accommodation and not much around it. And then I think we need to get to a point where the technology can um, uh, unify the uh, services that the different providers are bringing to the table and uh, deliver a harmonious experience for the guest or the end user. Really interesting take. And yeah, absolutely. There is technology is making things change in so many different areas. And and with us all being at home for the last goodness knows how long. I mean, that in itself has made us do things differently. I think you made some really good points there. Interesting. It'll be super interesting to to get together again in a few months time and just see if any of these predictions of um, or these potential ideas have, have come to fruition and really what has changed. So hopefully we can do that. Thank you. That might take a couple of years, but let's see. yeah well let's see where we are in a few months time because yeah who knows who knows all right thank you so much for coming to spend some time with me today Naeem it's been really interesting thank you if people would like to get to know more about you find out a little bit more about Zebu, how can they get in touch um so if you head to zebu.com that's z-e-e-v-o-u um you can arrange for a free demo or if you're feeling keen you can even sign up as an evangelist for free if you're looking for a complete solution, you can sign up as a patron and you'll get a 30-day money-back guarantee. And then whoever you're engaging with from our partner um, welcoming team or partner success team, you can ask them to just uh, uh, let me know to join the call that you've booked in and I'll try my best to be there. Great stuff. All right. Thank you once more and have a great day and hopefully I'll catch up with you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you.